The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is time for Break the Business while we empower creators and have some... Let me... Whoa, I messed that up completely. Where we empower indie creators and have some fun along the way. I'm Ryan Carell, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I'm not quite sure why I messed that introduction up. I've only done it 387 times, and that's my first time I've messed it up in the eight years that we've done this podcast. Now, to be fair, I'm a little off my game this week because we're doing this show on a Thursday instead of our normal Wednesday show day for reasons we'll explain in just a minute. And so everything's all thrown off. But thankfully, we do have some normalcy that we crave. One of our favorite co-hosts joining us this week, Katie Zaccardi here. Hi, Katie. Hello, hello, hello. Boy, I just got us off to a great start, huh? <laughs> I actually kind of liked it because I think you're so good at your job that it's scary. And so it's nice to see that you can sub too. He is but mortal. Um, <laughs> great to be chatting with you, Katie. As we noted, we are doing this episode on a different day than our normal Wednesday start. And we have a good reason. For those of you who loyally wait for Break the Business to come out on Wednesday nights, you're probably like, hey, what gives? But... The show was a little busy on our normal Wednesday night start because we were celebrating the birthday of a very treasured part of the Break the Business universe, our dear producer, Lauren. Lauren, come chat with us here. Happy birthday to you, by the way. Thank you. It is, we had such a great time celebrating your birthday, and... I think if there's any good reason to not have a show on our normal Wednesday time, it is to uh, celebrate you coming into this world and making this show just a little more fantastic every week. Aw, thanks. I would have rather been here. I mean, I loved having a party and all of my people, but like, I like our audience too, and there's nothing I want to do more, even on my birthday, than come and hang out with you guys. That's not a joke, Katie. No, it's so we, serious. <laughs> I was like, Urgh. we had to drag her away from like doing the podcast on her birthday. I was, you know, I was like, Lauren, we got to like do this right. We can't have us ducking out of your party at 9 p.m. Eastern to do this podcast. Like, let's have a real <laughs> birthday for you. But Lauren's the consummate professional. She's like, we got a show to do. People expect us to be there Wednesday night. Yes. And she was the last person to want to move her show. Mm -hmm. That is funny. And I see both sides to it. But <laughs> you deserve a day off and then to work the next day, Lauren. So you should celebrate yourself. It was like a compromise. We couldn't cancel. It was like, well, okay, well, maybe a delayed day, okay? There we go. And that was the best we could get out of her, <laughs> was postponing the festivities uh, of this show 24 hours to do the festivities that is her birthday. Now, you do deserve 
all the celebration for this wonderful day. And when it was my birthday, you had some really cool pomp and circumstance for the show and made me feel good. So I do want to return the favor. Mm. And, you know, certainly I could wish you a happy birthday and Katie could wish you a happy birthday and we could do that. But I feel like we need a little more star power. We need a little more heft. We need a little more something that's going to appeal to Lauren's particular sensibilities, her particular things that she enjoys. And it is no secret, producer Lauren, that you are a big fan of all things Broadway, all things musical. And so we wanted to have somebody from that world give this birthday the gravitas it deserves. And so we have here for you to sing you happy birthday, the original Hades from the Broadway smash Hades town, Tony Award nominee Patrick Page. Ooh, hey, is this like one of those cameos? Little songbird, give me a song. I'm a busy man and I can't stay long, but I can sure stay long enough to say happy birthday to Lauren. Hey, Lauren, it's Patrick Page from Hades Town. I hear you're the producer of the radio show Break the Business, and they're grateful for everything you do. They know you're a big theater fan, especially Broadway, and so they ask me. To wish you a happy birthday. And so I'm here to sing you your birthday song. Here you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lauren. Happy birthday to you. Well, now I'm going to have to listen to Break the Business. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do. Are you saying he wasn't already a huge fan and didn't do that just out of his, you know, love of the show? Oh, that was I mean, awesome. Oh, God. I love Goosebumps. Cameo. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, as, as a platform, and even just now, I've, of course, I have to flip things around, right? For our indie creators out there, I love Cameo. Like, there's a lot of big star power and things like that. But even on whatever level you happen to be on, to have yourself on a platform like that where anybody in the world can be like, you know what? I'll, I'll pay you to send a message. I'd love you to give a shout out to this. Can you give a golf tip to my friend? You're a pro golfer and I need to know how to do that. And like, it's a place where you and whatever your audience is have access to you in a way that I think is super useful. So, Thank you, Ryan and the Break the Business team. <laughs> but at the same time, great pitch. Like that's uh, I saw the logo halfway through and I was like, it is Cameo. Cameo is wonderful. Cameo is great. Love that platform. I I think it has it, it's a it's a great platform for creators to kind of directly access their fans and do cool things for them. And you know, if you happen to be in the middle of a significant labor dispute as a screen actor that doesn't allow you to say work with major studios it could be a nice supplement to your income during these particularly lean times that we're going through in the creative field at the moment and even when it's not a thing to make all of your money it it gets you one-on-one -on -one in touch with your audience and allows you to build a new audience because your fans can send you directly to another person and i think that uh you can't beat that really now, to Patrick Page's credit, he was sending me a lot of direct messages about the show, like wanted to learn more about it. I feel like if we finesse this the right way, we might be able to get the live in the flesh Patrick Page to join us, which I think is something I we all that. need to happen. No problem. 
<laughs> I mean, that voice alone, goosebumps. Right? I know. I could listen to him all day. Was a little, yeah, I was, a little, I was like, ooh. Ooh, that's Patrick. like the uh yeah <laughs> goodness well then <laughs> it's like that now is it <laughs> okay yeah wonderful oh. thank you thank you thank you of course well happy birthday lauren and musicals are just on my mind generally for reasons that are actually more selfish to the things that i enjoy but lauren i think i have a way to bridge something i like with something you like it is no secret and i've made it no secret on this show that I am a uh, particularly significant fan of Star Trek. It is yes, you know, one, one of my great passions in this world, right up there with indie creators and my dear son, Nathan. And I'm not going to tell you what order those things are in. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of bridge worlds here, Lauren, I am very excited because I think I'm maybe right after the show, I'm going to watch it. Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is the Star Trek that's going on right now, is having its first musical episode what Uh, from what i've read from what i've read online like there's some kind of spatial anomaly that causes all of the members of the enterprise to break into song and so it's a musical episode i think one of the characters or one of the actors who plays one of the characters on star trek was actually in the cast of jagged little pill on broadway so you got some broadway chops in that cast but I am very excited for this. This is good. I, I mean, Star it. Trek has never done this before. This is cool. No, and I can't think of any TV show that's done a musical episode that I hated. Like, I guess they have to put enough thought into get really? the Really? Not group, even like, one? <laughs> Katie's like, I can't think well, of a couple. In all fairness, none of the ones that I've seen. That doesn't mean that none have been made. True, 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 true. But true. it's like when I watch a show and then that show does a musical episode, I'm always like, oh, and then it happens, and I'm like, oh, I like that. That was good. That was fun. I definitely have that tendency, but I also feel like it's a huge risk to do a musical episode because you could lose people. Like, if you have people in the cast who cannot sing, it's like, mm, why are we doing this? They, they might not be the ones that do it. I mean, I think the <laughs> but then biggest they do it problem. anyway, and then you're like, maybe this wasn't for you. <laughs> like, the biggest problem, I think, with the musical episode is the shows that try to somehow inexplicably shoehorn into the plot that it makes sense for all the characters on this non-musical show to be breaking out into song during this show. Like, I remember, like, what, like, admittedly, one of my favorite musical episodes of any show I've ever seen was the show Scrubs, when they did a musical episode. And it was cute and adorable. They had the Avenue Q people, I believe, uh, write it. But they had, but they were like, oh, we had to make this organic to the plot. So they gave a woman some disease that caused her to see everybody sing songs to her. But like, no, you're not going to find that disease anywhere in an anatomy textbook. Like that's <laughs> like, don't, don't try to force to it. Plot. Just, just say like, look, they're all singing this week. Accept it. Like, Accept we're not going to try to justify this in the plot. This isn't Canon. Just yep. everybody's going to sing. <laughs> that's what they did in Grey's Anatomy too. I think if I'm remembering correctly, one of the doctors, Callie, who is Sarah Ramirez, who's like, been on Broadway before like I think it was just an excuse for to get them to sing and but then it was I think that her character was in a coma or like going into surgery and under anesthesia it was like all yeah it was all in her head so then Mm -hmm. everything everyone's singing and I'm like (laughs) okay like Sarah I like that episode too I remember that one it was good but it was also like we're you know we didn't need it it's fine (laughs) 
Well, uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about Star Trek because I want to connect Star Trek to something that you have expertise in, Katie, which is TikTok. But mm -hmm. before we do, I should quickly mention our guest coming up in the next segment, uh, Bay Area DJ musician Barbara. She's great. Really looking forward to chatting with her about networking and technology with indie creators and a lot of different things. She's played Burning Man. I got a thousand Burning Man questions. That's going to be a blast in the next segment. So, Katie, staying in Star Trek as per my current uh, Zoom background here, um, I had a, a, a dalliance so to speak, with uh, with some TikTok fame. Yeah, you did. Uh, I saw it. Katie I knows saw what's it. up. Yeah, of course, Katie. Uh, Katie, my 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 partner in crime on TikTok. My, you're you know, of course, you would find this right. So I had you know what has easily been my most popular video that I've ever made on TikTok by like a factor of fifty. Like just this thing blew up more, way more than anything else I've ever done. And what I did was I combined my love of law with Star Trek and I said, I'm going to do a video where I am the Starfleet legal department, where basically I'm just a, a lawyer for Starfleet, just pointing out all of the legal problems that happen on Star Trek. And I just did it sort of to be funny. I wore my little Star Trek outfit. I didn't realize when I made this video what kind of fandom I was tapping into and just like the inc insane amount of passion that a segment of TikTok has for Star Trek, that once I got into this world, like the the video exploded, Katie. Like, got you know, got like what What's I think it what, at now? it's like fifteen thousand views, five thousand likes, but it got there fast. It has I mean, been a week. We're talking like half a week right now. Also, fifteen thousand views and five thousand likes is an absolutely insane ratio. And, like, and, and a crap ton of comments, too. Yeah, it's like 33%. Usually, I think a like-to-view ratio is like 10% on a okay video. And so, like, you'd expect a little bit higher on something that's performing well. But I feel like that is crazy. Well, it, it speaks to the passion of the Star Trek fandom. And now here's the question I have for you, Katie, as the TikTok expert, because you got to help me with this. You know, this is my my first brush with anything resembling TikTok fame, and I'm not sure what to do here. So my first thought was when I made this video, and I, I I'm not kidding you, Katie. Like I uploaded the video, I like you know went and did the dishes, I came back, and the thing had took off. It was nuts. I love when that happens. <laughs> and so I said, and I, and I was like, okay. Clearly, we've captured lightning in a bottle here. We've figured something out. We found a corner of TikTok that loves this content. We have to give them more stuff like this, especially because all the commenters were like, please do a thousand more of these. So yeah. I make a part two. I make another version of this where I do it again, but with different things. And I put like even more energy into it. Like I, I had a couple friends like help me write some of it and, you know, got better lighting and put that video out 300 views. <laughs> yeah. And so help me make sense of this. Like I thought like TikTok would be like, oh, let me give this. Oh, you, you have fandom. Let me send this video to your fans. Nope, nothing. Right back to the same kind of videos I always make. Can you explain this to me? Like what, what, am I, what did I do something wrong with this second video? You didn't. I think that sometimes TikTok is like that where one video will kind of get like a lucky break or hit the right people. But then it's literally just that one video. Um, now, let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure I did see the second video, but I'm just going to ask you anyway for the sake of- So you're the one. <laughs> yeah, I reported it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're getting a little too big for your britches. I I had... Stay in your lane, Ryan. I'm the TikToker <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Back no, off, law boy. 100%. 
not what happens. Um, <laughs> did you like reply to a comment or like use anything from the old video in your new video or was it just like a completely new video? I think I took some suggestions. Like some of the commenters had some good ideas for bits for the second video. Okay. I was like, oh yeah, I could, I could do some with that. That's funny. Yeah. So, and so I did what, a little bit of that. So what I, where I think you might, I don't want to say went wrong, but where I think you can experiment to see. Like clearly went wrong somewhere. Well, not necessarily. I mean, hey, I like, I even just started a new music account. Well, I didn't just start it. I started it months ago, but never used it. And I was posting on it more and I was getting like 800 to 1,000 views at a baseline. And then I just posted a video today that was like, everyone's going to love this and and they're going to get it. And it like tanked. So sometimes TikTok, it just, you can't predict it. But what I was going to say was, what I would do is take those comments of people suggesting things or calling out specific lines and re- use that in your video. So use the reply to comment feature and and leave oh. that on your video. So like, let's say, can you give me an example of like an idea or like a comment that someone made or like someone could have made? Sure. Like, so for example, cause you know, my character is pointing out like legal things that the Starfleet characters did wrong or whatever. Right. So somebody said, Hey, uh, data has a cat on the enterprise. Like how can somebody be allowed to have a cat? You know, that's uh, like, okay. nobody else on the crew has a cat. There's like health codes. And I was like, all right. And then, so I, I put that in the second video, but I didn't so, reply to a comment. And you could honestly, like, you could try like taking down that video or just reposting it, replying to that comment and see if it does better. Because what that's going to do is that's going to put your original video or, or sorry, the second video in the comments of your original video. So if somebody is on your first video and they're like, this is good, I want more. They're going to see that in the comments that you've made more videos and they're going to click into that. So what I would do now that you have momentum is literally just go and save all of the comments with ideas, like all of them and the ones that you like make videos and post it and have it all be directed back to the comment or to the original video via the comments. Can you put it on a comment after the fact? Like, can I go in to uh, where they've commented and say like, uh, no, I loved your suggestion, it. go check out the new one? You like that. can, like you can comment that back, but it's not going to be as obvious to someone. Like if I'm just coming across Ryan's video tonight, it's not gonna be as obvious to them. Um, and then they have to go and like click into it. And like, let's say I find this a month from now. Now I've got to scroll all of Ryan's videos to find which one he's talking about. Whereas I can't put a link just, to it. No. Uh, so if yeah. he had just replied to the comment, then you can just click right into it. Dang, you had you had my exact thought, Lauren. I was like, oh, I got this figured out. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my video that I already made. I'll just put it as a link. Nope. No. But I was also thinking that like if he uses four comments to make a video because he's got four different suggestions he has to pick one of those suggestions to make the link yeah i mean you just pick one of the comments but something else you could play around with is like just use one of the topics per video and really milk it for what it's <laughs> and worth make four videos yeah exactly make yeah. four videos <laughs> each, <laughs> each of those suggestions about legal issues on the enterprise needs to be its well, own video and honestly that's the nice thing about going viral on on tiktok and even even if you don't go viral, like if you're having something with like Ryan where people are engaging, this is such easy content. Take each 
comment and turn it into a video. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. And it ends up being a win-win because now your audience feels like they're a part of it. They're contributing to the funniness and to the joke. They're like an inside, you know, on the inside. And if they see you replying to people, people are going to continue to give suggestions because they see that that's a thing now and that's going to oh. increase your engagement in the long run. So you definitely, I would definitely, definitely do that. I like that, Katie Zaccardi. Thank you. I mean, the Fun only test. risk in doing this is, and this was something I was mindful of in making these videos, because you have to keep in mind, in the video, like I'm wearing a Starfleet uniform because I'm the Starfleet lawyer. And so every second that I'm making these videos is another second where my wife is going to walk in on me in the office uh, talking <laughs> to my phone while wearing a full Starfleet uniform. <laughs> And wondering why I'm doing that instead of like helping keep my newborn son alive. She knows who yeah. she married. Okay, that's, yeah. a, that's fair. <laughs> it's not like I hid this from her. <laughs> but maybe that's a bit. Maybe that is a bit. <laughs> We're gonna have to convince her to make a cameo. Yeah, this is excellent advice. I'm. I'm. I'm definitely want to avail myself of it. And just, I hope it speaks to just your expertise on this and just how much I enjoy what you do on this platform. Katie, you had a video, this is probably like a week or two ago that I saw that I, I grabbed, I saved, and I wanted to know if like I could I could play it here and maybe we could talk about it because the insights in it were really powerful. Folks, if you follow at Katie.Zaccardi on TikTok, she's got lots of great content about uh, empowering independent creators, helping them, usually uh, helping them get through you know a lot of their tough times, self-care, things like that. And you had an amazing video recently, Katie, about how musicians can come back from burnout. And I wanted to play that for everybody and maybe have you talk a little bit more about it. Sure. Cool. Can you put that up for us, Lauren? Mm -hmm. We'll play about a minute. I work with musicians every single day, and this is the one common conversation I've been having for the last few weeks. So many people are struggling with coming back after burning out if you've ever burned out you know how much it sucks and that you will do literally anything you can to not burn out again but often puts you in a tricky position because you end up holding yourself back if you operated how you used to operate you would burn out again so you don't do that but if you scale back then you're also just like not really getting anything done feeling kind of confused as to what's a priority and like what's not and it leaves you just not achieving any of your goals. You start to find yourself comparing yourself to other people who seem to be doing it all. People who maybe just grew up with a privilege of balance in their lives or whose brains just work a little differently than yours do. This is what I keep hearing from musicians day in and day out. For you, it feels like a trade-off. Either you burn out or you are successful. But where is the in-between? In the words of Ryan Gosling singing Matchbox 20's hit song, Push, burnout says, I want to push you around and I will. I want you to say, you don't own me. We might change. We might just feel good. You know what I mean? But really, here is the one important thing that I want you to understand without sounding like a cheesy guru. Your past does not define you, but it does inform your future. You have one major thing now that you didn't have before you burnt out. Awareness. Awareness of what's too far for your mind and body. Awareness of the importance of prioritizing your mind and body. Awareness of what actually lights you up and what gives you energy versus what drains you. Awareness of the fact that your goals and desires are still your goals and desires and that you want to keep going after them. 
and awareness that you can make it through anything. When you go through a period of burnout, it can feel like you have not grown at all during this time and that you've just wasted time that you could have or should have been using to move your career forward. But I want to assure you that that is not true. Who have been growing? A lot of great insight to unpack there, Katie. And I can tell you, it speaks to me and my own situation as a lawyer. I'm already coming from a profession that is at particularly high risk of burnout just from being lawyers, right? Before you even get into like being a parent, being a podcaster, being whatever else I decide to be on the weekly, just my job is enough to put me at risk for burnout. And for creators, it's a lot of the same thing. They're also doing a similar juggling act where they have to be a creative person. They have to be an entrepreneur. They have to be a business person. They have to be a friend. They have to be a family member, a romantic partner, whatever, you know, whatever else they have going on. And, you know, that's, that can be, that's a struggle. I imagine creative professionals are also going to be at a particularly high risk for burnout. And that piece you said about trying to find the balance, I mean, love to get your thoughts more on that, where you come back from burnout and you don't want to push yourself too hard and get yourself right back into the situation you were in before, but there's also a danger in kind of going too easy and not, you know, achieving what you want to achieve and not putting yourself back in the position where you're doing something that makes you happy. Uh, yeah. Where do you kind of stand with all this? How do you find that balance? Uh, it's challenging. And I will preface this too by saying that like, if you have known me on this podcast or on my own podcast for a while, you probably know this about me, but if you're a new listener, you might not know that I started as a wellness coach. I've suffered from burnout before. I used to work like seven jobs, had migraines every day, had anxiety. And so I like did this whole journey to get back from that. Did my yoga teacher training, like fixed my health, like yada, yada, yada. So this is something I'm really passionate about just in general and something too that I will say now, I think I've dealt with on a very low scale over the last year and a half, because when I moved to Nashville, I didn't realize how much time and energy and like intensity moving halfway across the country would take. And, and then my business shifted and like I was making new friends. And I think that no matter if it's you burning out physically and being down for the count, or you just feeling like, Hey, you know what? My priorities have shifted a little bit. And like, I really want to focus on making friends or even like dating or spending time with your family or whatever it is. And not as much as like work, 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 work. And you feel like you need a little bit of a break from that. That's okay. It's okay to go through ebbs and flows and phases where you're not like 100% on all the time in every area of your life. In fact, you probably won't be 100% on an area, every area of your life at all, at any point. Like you're going to put different emphasis on different places as you go through life. So first, I just want to like validate that that is normal and okay. But I've been having Are a lot of conversations. Are you listening, Lauren? <laughs> CC producer Lauren <laughs> BCC Lauren again because who keeps more plates now. spinning in the air than a person <laughs> I know but yeah well what's interesting too is that I again I keep having this conversation as I said in the video and I think that one common reason why it's happening is because of the pandemic I don't know about you guys but I feel like when the pandemic started like I was living at home with my family. So we had our little bubble. 
I had nothing else to do but work. There was no making new friends. There was no dating. There was no exploring the area. There was no going out to eat. There was nothing else but sit home and work and then do a puzzle and watch reality TV at night, right? So it was easy to like just go, go, go all in. And I think that a lot of people felt that way, even if it was from a musician perspective where it's like everything has been ripped from me, but now all I have to do now is figure out how I'm going to make money and how I'm going to like find a new normal with, you know, being in the pandemic. And then we like slowly came out of it. And now it's like, wait, how do I integrate all of these things back into my life when I had like, like I was forced to just be home and then either fully take care of myself or be all in and work. And it's challenging to balance everything else. So I don't necessarily have an answer. I think part of the answer is you have to give yourself grace. You have to acknowledge that we went through something kind of weird and it's normal if you're feeling weird getting back to a new normal because you now might have parts of your life that you didn't have like back in 2020 when we all were just inside. And you do have to find ways to make sure that you are acknowledging what you've learned while sort of, I don't want to say pushing your boundaries because it's that's not what it's about, but like knowing that you are capable of still achieving things without having to overdo it or without having to push yourself past your boundaries and mm -hmm. into the point of no return. So that also comes with just figuring out what it is you need to do that. If you find yourself in paralysis and procrastination because you're afraid of doing anything because you're afraid you might burn out, well, then I'd probably do two things. I'd get accountability, whether it's a coach, whether it's a friend, whether it's a meetup that you go to regularly to make sure that you are hitting the goal marks of what you want to do. And I would also probably do a little mindset work. Like I would maybe get a mindset coach or do what you feel like you can do on your own because that is a mental block at the end of the day. It's a belief that you cannot achieve things without burning out. And we need to also adjust that at a subconscious level. You're not wrong for thinking that. Your experience has made that believable like that. But if you want to move forward in a way that's not that, we need to change that from a subconscious level. And you could do that with like tapping, hypnosis, time techniques, like stuff like that. So I'm certified in all of those. But anyway, um, <laughs> so if you have questions, just let me know. But um, that's what I would say. And then if you are finding yourself overdoing it and you're just like, oh, I'm just like, I burnt out and now I'm just like going back to going all in and burning out again, then that's where you need to, again, stop yourself, still maybe get some accountability and ask, how can I put things in my schedule? What can I take off? What can I delegate to other people? And what can I put in my schedule that is honoring my mental health and my physical health so that I can be grounded and not go to burnout again. That's Those are really long answers. So no, it, and it is a great <laughs> answer. You know, it's got me thinking, Lauren, um, with each of the co-hosts, I'm trying to come up with like a specific thing to have them do that really, you know, plays to what makes them so great about what they are, who they are as professionals and, and highlight that in an interesting way. We did that with Gideon King, our co-host, with the Wheel of Gideon King topics, mm -hmm. where he just gave us a bunch of topics of stuff he wants to talk about. So we put them on a wheel and we spin the wheel and whatever it lands on, we have him talk about that. 
I feel like what, what we can do with Katie, Lauren, is what we just did right now, where we have Katie explain one of her amazing TikTok videos, because then we get <laughs> amazing insight just like that, and then we get uh, get a lot of fantastic content out of it. Um, Take the one-minute clip and turn it into a 10-minute segment. I mm-hmm. love Because yeah. you know I can talk. Because we know <laughs> she can talk. And, you know, also, and- can I just say this? Did you guys see the Barbie movie yet? No! Don't tell me anything. I had a... I've been in Canada for like two weeks doing shows and I, I have missed everything. I have not it was so it. irresponsible of us not to see this movie after like the three of us last Trust time me, Katie was on, had this amazing conversation about the it Barbie should, movie. You should have expensed your ticket. It's a work event. <laughs> Actually, I a work retreat to ticket. the Barbie movie. Yeah. And also the reason that's, I just feel like I need to explain this because I have been spoiler <laughs> alert. Sort of a spoiler. I mean, like, it's all over TikTok, and like, I won't tell you even the context of it, but let's just say there is a cover that now exists of Ryan Gosling singing Push. And like, I have been listening to it on repeat since I saw the movie, which is why I made that reference in the TikTok. And so, if you get it, DM me because we need to talk about the Barbie movie and we need to talk about Ryan Gosling singing Push because it's the best thing ever. Well, 30 second review before we go to break. Like, should we be excited to see this movie? I loved it. It's so great. It's the experience of being a girl. I honestly think I will not go on a date with someone who's like, oh, I didn't get it and it's dumb and they're shoving stuff down your throat. If you, you don't have to get it if you're a man because it's the experience of being a woman. But if you refuse to even like, open your eyes to trying to understand our experience, you suck. And it's so funny. I <laughs> I thought it was just like quick hits of humor, one after the other. It was so good. But then like these moments of real deep understanding all like within, like almost cried three times, but then it was like so funny again. It's just a really enjoyable experience. 10 out of 10, there's two musical numbers. You could not ask for anything more. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for that. Uh, again, uh, check her out uh, at katie.zaccardi on TikTok and katiezaccardi.com, right? For all your podcasting and coaching and all that stuff. Yep, that'll take you where you need to go. Right on. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be joined by our guest, Barbara. Don't go anywhere. Keep checking us out here on Break the Business. Ryan Carella here. I hope you're enjoying the show and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you. A lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. My firm RKPA does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Corella, PA, Miami, Florida. Streaming services for Break the Business provided by L.E.K. Entertainment. L.E.K. Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full-scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. 
Thanks for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R, and you can follow the show at The BTB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Thanks, Ryan Carella. Ryan Carella here with producer Lauren on her birthday week here on Break the Business. Birthday week. Happy birthday to you, Lauren, and thank you for everything that you do, including the very terrific production work of reminding me during the break that we forgot to do the A Overlord tip of the week. So once we interview our exciting guest, Barbara, please remind me to make sure we get the A Overlord tip of the week, and I don't want to make the AI Overlord mad by not doing its tip. But, and we have some listener questions. Oh, and, and we have, oh my God, and, and we, we have listener questions. Them, we will get to them eventually, so don't be, take it personally. Hopefully, Look, we'll we have them. a tradition here at Break the Business where when we get listener questions, it takes me nine weeks <laughs> to get to it. It's just, <laughs> it's just like, don't, don't take it personally, listeners. All right, we got our guest here. She is a Bay Area DJ and musician who has had residencies at Black Flamingo and Burning Man. Ooh. You can check out her latest single, Sneaking Around, which dropped in July on all major streaming platforms. Check her out at Barb's Music on Instagram. We are happy to welcome Barbara on Break the Business. Hi, Barbara. Hello, everyone. Nice to meet you. Excited to be talking to you. Look at that smile. Just uh just perfect teeth and just like a fantastic backdrop. Well lit. I mean, great sound quality. Just you you're 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 checking off all the guest boxes so far. Oh good. Um, I'm hoping. I'm yeah. on the East Coast visiting family. So I'm like, where can I go that's quiet that I won't be bothered? And hopefully we have good Wi-Fi. So <laughs> hoping it's good. Because you're normally <laughs> like in West the Coast pandemic. Or... I'm in the closet somewhere. Yeah. It's my you bubble. Know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're normally a West Coaster. Uh, where are you on the East Coast right now? I am. So my family is in Boston. So I'm up in, I'm up in Boston right now. Oh, lovely. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, well, you know, so you're, you're just a hop, skip, and a jump from Miami. Come on over. Say sure. hi. Well, um, all right. So I got lots of questions for you. You, you have, uh, among the many things that are, make me pretty excited to talk to you is, I, to my knowledge, you are our first Burning Man participant that we've had on break the business that inspires lots of questions in me i've heard all kinds of wild things going on at burning man can you tell us your craziest burning man story from having played it Ooh, um i think there's always an issue with generators like it's very hot out there i think it was 120 during the day last year so ah. we're sort of all vampires that so we, you were burning we so we were burning. We were literally right. burning. Um, it's Not been a magical it. experience every year I've gone. I've gone for about five years now. And so I remember just playing a party at some camp back in 2018 or 2019. Everyone's loving the groove. The music is great. And all of a sudden the power cuts out because the temperature is insane. And the party was so good that people stayed around to wait for the generator to get back up and the music to keep going. So that is a really good sign if people stick around when the power cuts out. Because this is a DJing gig, right? So there is no acoustic option for you. <laughs> no, no. Unless we all want to, you know, hold hands and sing and just bang on things to make yeah, drum beats. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which would be kind of on brand for Burning Man, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was yeah. some encampment going on somewhere where people were just holding hands and chanting and banging drums. So. For sure. It's choose your own adventure, you know? <laughs> <laughs> now, Barbara, I've been told that 
your you have a pretty interesting story of how you got your first DJ gig. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Uh, so I feel like this is a great example when sometimes life opens a window and you should just jump through it. You know, the universe will give you signs if you're listening. I was, uh, I was just getting some DJ equipment. I was just getting started. I had not had anything set up in my house, which is why I was going to the post office. They needed a signature for like my mixer, my very first mixer with my gear. And the manager of a very popular bar in Williamsburg, Black Flamingo, happened to be outside. He was just like getting ready to open for the day. He saw me carrying this mixer, assumed that I knew what I was doing. And he was like, you DJ? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, vinyl? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, here's my my email. Obviously. Well, that's what I had set up in my house. So I had two turntables that my cousin gave me. So I learned vinyl to start, but it wasn't until I got the first gig that I actually started learning how to beat match and building my collection. And it took me probably two or three months to get the confidence to email him and be like, I'm ready. Can I come in? And I did. I played open to close. People loved it. And then they kept inviting me back. Oh, but you couldn't have said, Oh, I'm ready now. You must've been like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't get back to you right away. I've been touring the world. DJing. I'm in super high demand right now. (laughs) So in demand, but I made time for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was uh, I was with Avicii, and just, <laughs> you know, exactly. just uh, I mean, but but I didn't forget about you. But you know, now that things have calmed down a little bit, I'm in between engagements. I, uh, let's stop by and play your little gig. Yeah, play your bar. Yeah, just play it cool. Play it cool. You know, fake it till you make it. That's I mean, but like that. That is the. St- I've heard so many stories from musicians that are in that vein of faking it until you make it, and yeah. you know, putting yourself in the position to you know that when that opportunity comes by to just jump on it uh, there's amy poehler who once said great people do things before they're ready you could have just as easily said look i'm just getting this thing for the first time i haven't learned how to do this yet but you saw the opportunity you took it and you you said yes and then figured out how to get to yes by the time the moment came and yes. i think that's what that's what high achievers do that's what great people do is you know you 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 say yes to the opportunity, then figure out how to do it later because you don't want to miss the opportunity. I, when I teach students, I, one of the pieces of advice I give them is I say, if you wait until you are eighty percent ready to take advantage of an opportunity, you will lose that opportunity to somebody who is sorry. I messed it up. Aww. If you wait until you're a hundred percent ready to take advantage of an opportunity, you will lose that opportunity to somebody who is eighty percent ready and is willing to learn the rest on the job. In your totally. case, though, Barbara, you were like 15% 20. ready, <laughs> but you were like, I'm going to learn this. I'll get to the other 85%. I'm not going to miss out on that opportunity. And that's great. And turned a one-off into a reoccurring gig, which yes. is, that says a lot too. It does. Well, I feel like also sometimes other people see things in you that don't see in yourself yet. And I felt like that moment he asked me if I wanted to, he he knew, like we knew that I was a DJ. It just like hadn't happened yet. You know, like there was a mutual, oh, she gets it, you know. She's one of us. <laughs> or an energy us. thing, like especially with it DJing, is. right? Like a lot of people can push play on music. You can make AI, mix a bunch of things together for you. But the person that you have DJing for your event brings an energy to the room. You're making eye contact with people. You're engaging. And so if you can engage with somebody in a parking lot to a point that they go, I like your energy. I want it in my bar. Like, 
the right. mixology part of it, like you can, you can navigate that part. If you have at least basic skills so that you know what you're doing, you can build on that, but you, you can't invent out of nowhere, uh, that energy and that charisma that brings people in. And I think that that says a lot about you when it comes to a one-off turns into a reoccurring gig. And I come back to the same venues again and again, and people come back to listen to it. Like that's, that's, a magic and that's wonderful i mean even you came on here and the moment you were here you were smiling you were bubbly and i was like oh this is gonna be fun yay um and so that's awesome those are the best interviews by the way like lauren and i we've done this enough <laughs> that we know within the first eight tenths of a second whether we're backstage. gonna have ourselves an interview just looking at the <laughs> guest's face we know whether we're going to vibe with this person or if this interview is going to be a slog. And we knew right away, oh, Barbara's ready to go. This is going to be a blast. She's going to mix ready. it up for us. We got that. And yeah, exactly. And so far, it has been a blast, notwithstanding the fact that I totally effed up my 80%, 100% story. And it's going to bother me until all the way until next week's show. And, and the, the intro. Overlord. It's because I mean, like, we're doing this on a Thursday. Everything's Thursday screwed up. And it's full moon energy this whole week. Oh, like it's it, it is. It, it's giving full moon energy. It was like the first, right? Yeah, it was I was bad. driving to the airport at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, look at the moon. It's so... Taking advantage of opportunities like that, just you know, saying yes and figuring out how to do it later, is that to, is that to you like your number one factor for success? Is there some other kind of mantra that drives you? Um, I would say that for sure. I think there is no substitute for hard work as well. I think, what did they say? And I'll probably butcher it too, but something about luck and chance, the element of hard work, like those things, the magic all comes together when you're putting in the time and the dedication. I've realized like you really have to be obsessed with your craft as a musician. Like I am constantly listening to different artists throughout the day, like constantly networking, thinking about artwork for things, jotting down ideas for songs. And I think obsession can sometimes not be healthy, but um, it is a part of a recipe for success. The mixture of like always be creating, be obsessed with what you love and putting yourself out there, even if you don't feel like you're ready for things to your point, like just saying yes and figure it out. Now, you spoke about networking. Do you have any particular advice on how to get better at networking? I know this is something that a lot of viewers and listeners want to get better at. Me personally, I'm atrocious at it, which is why I created a whole radio show just so I could have guests come to me and I could network without having to actually go to cocktail parties and stuff. It's worked out pretty well, but not everybody can have a podcast. So um, what advice do you have just for people who are like, man, I want to get better at networking and making those connections, but it's hard for me. It doesn't come naturally. What would you say to them? I think it happens with a lot of people. Even when I started out, um, I struggled with it because you feel like you're selling yourself. But I think actually when you look at it, like what, so what is something of value? How can I be helpful in this mutual exchange? So I look at it like a lot of producers don't write and they do they can't do vocals on their own and i love their work and sometimes i can't bring the musical elements or i can't make the drum beats the way that they do in the grooves so there's something of me being like hey love your music you know if you're ever looking for a vocalist so there i'm adding my vocals and i'm getting the benefit from the amazing music that i love that they do and i'd want to work together so it's all about thinking what are your unique skills that you can bring to the table and it feels less salesy when you're approaching it of like what is something of value that i can bring that i know that i can bring value to 
That's then the right, I feel like the right partnerships just happen. Like you shouldn't have mm-hmm. to network too hard or sell yourself too hard when the right person, when it's reciprocated, they feel your energy and there's like a wholesome mutual exchange of value, then great. Perfect partnership. Our guest is Bay Area DJ and musician Barbara. You can check out her latest single, Sneaking Around, on all major streaming platforms. And check her out on Instagram at Barb's Music. I do want to get to the final question that we ask all the guests, but I would be committing interviewer malpractice uh, if I did not ask the question that I see here in my show sheet. Because what I, I'll tell you what I see in my notes. I'm looking right at it. It says in giant block letters, Barbara... Ask Barbara about the time that she stole a kitten. (laughs) And I can't look at that and not let that question get through. Oh, how did you steal a kitten? I mean, we have we do our due diligence around here. Um, Um, So, like this this catnapping that you engaged in, like, do you still have this cat? Like. Did you go to jail for this? Like, we need backstory. How did you steal a kitten? I was so, I was so little. Yeah, I do catnapping as my side gig, like add it to my resume. <laughs> like I it's a value so, add. If you're I totally. Bay Area DJ musician and convicted felon, Barbara, joining us here on Breaking Feline Business. Felon. It's a misdemeanor. They're Feline not that valuable. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So the story is like, I am obsessed with animals. Like I grew up, well, I ended up getting a dog because I would literally go into my neighbor's houses like unannounced and just be playing with their pets. And it got to be a problem. Um, So my, my family realized, okay, let's just get her a dog and she'll be happy. So around that time where I was going into my neighbor's homes unannounced petting their animals, neighbors down the street from us who knew me because they had chickens and turkeys and everything. I was always at their house. They had a litter of kittens that they were giving away for free. And I knew that my uh, grandparents and my parents, we all lived in the same house. They were never going to say yes to a cat because I'm allergic. Um, oh, but God, I still. She's allergic! <laughs> like, highly allergic. Of but course! I, that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't stop me. I wanted one, anyways. And so I went over, and there were so many people looking at the kittens. You know, I just kind of like took one with me in my arms. I went home, and I remember my grandmother coming home with my great grandmother. Our family is super close. Um, and they saw me having like a little tea party, and one of the toys was moving. Like, it clearly wasn't a toy, <laughs> it was a cat. It was in a bonnet. Like, what is bow. this? Yes. She's trying to hide the cat like under a bonnet and she's sneezing the whole time, breaking out in hives. I don't know where the cat went. Exactly. So it was time to give the kitten back, but then I did get my dog after that. So I got a hypoallergenic dog. And so I I just feel like I kind of won, anyways. The moral of the story is if you do things crazy enough, your parents will go down to like the sane level and it'll right. still be more than you were going to get, right? Bingo, bingo. <laughs> do things and ask forgiveness after. That's right. You yes. know, whether whether it is stealing somebody's pet <laughs> or telling a bar owner that you, you are a really great DJ when you just bought your mixer. Yep. <laughs> the, That's the team. Barbara's showing her secret it. to success here. <laughs> uh, this is this go fit. for it. Yeah. And and look, you're playing all these venues. You got your your, your uh, amazing single sneaking around, which I very much enjoyed listening Thank to. Thank you. And we're really enjoying this conversation. Before we let you go, Barbara, we got one last question for you. 
Do you have any last tips for the indie creators out there to help them move their careers forward? Oh, yes, for sure. Um, don't listen to anyone. <laughs> you know, you know your sound. There's music is so subjective. You're going to get a lot of no's and just keep going. If you feel it and you're creating something that sounds different anyways, people probably aren't going to like it because people are used to what sounds the same. So just keep going. Whatever is your sound, keep owning it. Don't pay attention to anyone. Create your own lane and do what you love. Love it. You can check her out at Barb's Music on Instagram. Barbara, this has been a treat. Please don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again I real will. soon. Thank you so much for having me. And enjoy your family. All right. That is Barbara, everybody. Oh, gosh. What a what a joy she was, huh? I liked her. She's and, fun. And I love the stories. I love the, I just love how we were vibing. And I, I just love that lesson, right? There's, uh, there's so many times in life where an opportunity comes along and you're like, that's exactly what I want. That's what I want to do. I can see myself doing it, but I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. And your first impulse is going to be, well, I got to let this one pass by. I got to catch the next train because I'm not quite prepared. And you have to, especially as an indie creator, especially when you're trying to make it as a artist entrepreneur, you can't do that. You have to say yes and then trust in yourself that you're going to figure out what you don't know by the time the time comes. Because you don't know how, you don't have to know 100% how to do something when you say yes. You'll usually only have to know like the first piece of it and then you'll learn the rest on the job. But you can't let that opportunity pass by because you don't know when the next one's going to be. Yeah. And to be honest, you're never going to know 100%. Yeah. percent especially in this kind of an industry because everything is constantly fluctuating changing every audience is different every venue is different i've learned more on the job than i probably have off the job uh, i can do some research ahead of time but if if you get your your grounding if you know you have the tools in your tool bag and you know how to use those tools um you can learn a lot on the job if you're confident and not afraid to ask questions. Like a lot of people will think like, I just have to kind of figure it out. It's like, once you're in the room, you can ask people things. They like yeah. giving information they have too. And I think the big dirty little secret, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's independent creation or pretty much every professional field of endeavor that I've ever known or known others to be involved in, you're going to have imposter syndrome. And what you need to know is that so does everybody else. From the entry-level employee to the big dog CEO all the way at the top of the ladder, everybody's faking it. We're all faking it. Or they have <laughs> narcissistic syndrome. I mean, right. One or like, the other. It's the, ones, it's the ones who don't have the imposter syndrome that are <laughs> that like I'm a thousand about. percent confident. That's yeah. the red flag. Those are the ones like, that you got to be uh, afraid and of for sure. are fun to work with sometimes. And are definitely not fun to work with. All right. Programming right. question for you, Producer Laura. Okay. We got about, I'm seeing about six minutes left before we lose radio. We still got two things left on the agenda, right? We got the AI overlord tip of the week. We got the listener question. Do you think we can squeeze in both? Do we jettison one for next week? I mean, we can't really jettison the AI Overlord tip. because Let's do our AI Overlord because we're going to have to redo a new one for next week. If we have time, we'll get the question. If not, we apologize and uh, we'll get to it next week. There we go. All right. AI Overlord because, you know, we, the machines always win. Here we go. Right? Scary. 
In honor of our Star Trek news, whether it was my dalliance with viral videos uh, on TikTok or the uh, up-and-coming Star Trek Strange New Worlds musical episode called Subspace Rhapsody. That's adorable. I want to see it now, so I haven't seen any episode, and I'm like, I want in. Oh, you're, I mean, that seems like a good one to start. And the nice thing about Star Trek Strange New Worlds is that it's... Uh, each episode's kind of self-contained, right? It's not like you have to, it's not like you're going to be lost if you don't see all the other ones before it. So you can just dive right in on episode 9, I think this is. But we're getting off topic. In honor of all of these things, I asked the AI overlord to help us with a tip of the week that was Star Trek themed. Um specifically about how our Star Trek friends can help us be more creative and come up with more creative ideas. So to set the mood here, Greetings, creators across the universe. It's time to beam up our tip of the week, inspired by the crew of the Starship Enterprise from Starship, Star Trek, the Next Generation Thursday show. First, consider Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Cool under pressure with an introspective and philosophical mind, he teaches us the importance of taking quiet time to reflect. When working on your next creative project, try scheduling a few quiet hours for deep thinking. Let your thoughts roam and see what ideas emerge. As Picard once said, things are only impossible till they're not. Next, we have our inquisitive Android Data. His approach? Constant learning. Commit to learning something new each day, be it a fact, a skill, or even a piece of music. This constant curiosity might spark the inspiration you need. Remember, Data shows us that it is the struggle itself that is most important. And lastly, we have the fearless Commander Riker. A fan of jazz music, he teaches us that sometimes it's all about improvisation. So step out of your comfort zone, improvise, take risks, and see where it leads you. So creators, channel your inner data, Picard, and Riker this week. In the words of Picard, engage. Engage. I like um, it. I like it too. And, you know, silliness about the the message aside, the message is a strong one. And I, I love... Um, particularly uh, Picard's advice, the AI overlords Picard interpretation advice of creativity and how you have to give your mind quiet time. There's actually some science that backs this, right? The, there are neurologists who say that the more time that your mind is spent in executive function, organizing tasks, planning things out, and those things that you need to do for day-to-day -day life, that's important, but you can't be creative doing that. If you want to be creative, you have to let your mind have the freedom to roam. You have to, some people use meditation. Some people just have like quiet time where they're sitting out and looking at nature. Um, there's, you know, if you ever say to yourself, man, I always get the best ideas when I'm in the shower. It's because it's the one time where you're just standing around not doing anything. So your mind has time to roam. Those few, those quiet hours are critical for uh, coming up with creative ideas. I don't know about you. I'm definitely a shower person when I get all my ideas. I look at rocks. That I like walk to the shores and I'm like cleaning rocks or I'm like picking up rocks or I'm like rock hounding somewhere like that's my zen right there. Yep. And Commander Data's advice is good, too, about um, learning different things, sometimes outside of your own area. There, there's, there's some neuroscience to support this as well. 
Oftentimes, some of the most successful creative professionals, whether it's in or out of arts, have a wide and diverse range of interests. They often enjoy doing things that have nothing to do with art. Uh, maybe they have like a broad liberal arts education and they take all of those random subjects that they know and it finds their way into the main thing that they do there. You know, that's why there are studies that show that, for example, people who know two languages or people who spent a significant period of their life living in a different country or, um, you know, studied multiple majors in college tend to have uh, more creative ideas or just higher income potential because they're getting that perspective from different fields and different areas that they bring into their main hustle. I like it. Yeah. Um, I Gosh, I don't... Oh, we're not going to get to the listener question. Oh, I'm such a jerk. Listener, I'm so, so sorry. You have to understand this is Thursday show and it's all a big gosh darn mess here. From the very beginning of the show, I got our... Uh, opening script wrong that I read I've read 360 some odd times I somehow messed that up and uh, couldn't get my 80% 100% story right with Barbara and she probably thinks I'm an idiot like this is all stuff that happens when we don't do our show regularly scheduled on Wednesday but it was worth it because we had to celebrate producer Lauren's birthday right and I think we did I feel like we give the cliff notes just be like listener yes that's right. Well, unfortunately, this listener question is kind of a technical. They all give you long, elaborate things, but the the long and the short of it is yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to it next week when we're back to our normal Wednesday silliness. Uh, either way, our thanks to Patrick Page. Thanks to you, producer Lauren. Thanks to Katie Zaccardi. And thanks to Barbara for helping make this show just so dang terrific. Yay. And thanks to all of you viewers and listeners for checking out Break the Business. We'll see you next week.